All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Some Days Today, where we encourage you to live your best life starting today. With me is my co-host, Mac Odina. Hello, everyone. And a special guest that we have today is Latonya Coakley. Hey, y'all. So I'm just going to give you a brief background on her, but then I'll let you jump in and then, you know, tell us more about yourself. But from your site, I see that you're a self-proclaimed lover, creator, and educator. You are the, do you call yourself proprietress or the owner of our journey? Owner, curator, master blender. Wonderful. Proprietress. Proprietress. (laughs) We can do that. (laughs) Of our journey tea house. And we are excited to have her here today to tell us about her journey and all of the great things that she's doing from curating teas to being featured in various magazines like Essence and different spaces that have been inspiring to other black women who are doing great things in the community, but also really just to learn about some of the other activities that she's doing from educating to consulting, running a business as a black woman, and really just occupying the creative space and living her best life. So yeah, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. And I'm super blessed to be in a position to tell my testimony and speak about just kind of my journey through grief and healing and Mm. starting my own business and just really stepping out there and taking the risk to do something I have never seen before. Mm -hmm. So just as a little background, I began my journey to entrepreneurship after the passing of my mother Mm. about six years ago. And um, 10 years prior to that, almost exactly, I lost my father as well. So both to cancer. And so what was really surreal and just moving for me was life is short. Mm. You know, my father was 45. My mother was 50. And I made the decision for whatever amount of time I have left here, I'm going to do my thing. That's amazing. I don't don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. And so that transition, so I was a teacher for 10 years in Montgomery County. I taught elementary school and middle school. And so I left elementary school, so I was thinking, all right, I can just make my day look a little bit different. I have more opportunities to explore what makes me smile, what makes me happy, what Mm -hmm. lights my world up. And so I transitioned to middle school, which was good. But towards my third year as a middle school teacher, the stress, and I think also being an African-American woman with a power to create space that led a lot of the pressure in the school to be placed on my shoulders. Mm. You know, so every time a a student was disruptive or a student was having a hard time, it was kind of something that I had to own. Why did you feel you had to own? Were they primarily African-American children you were teaching? Is that why? Absolutely. And the rest of the teaching staff were predominantly not black? Fairly mixed. Okay. But I, I do think there's also not only being a black teacher, but being a teacher who is committed to understanding and making sure that children are going to be children. Mm-hmm. They're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to handle the things that they have to deal with. So we as adults have to be prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, that was starting to cause me a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of stress. I was taking it home with me. It wasn't good for my health. Mm-hmm. And this um, was middle school. That this you was middle school. Which is the height of hormones, Children Girl. stepping into <laughs> Girl. testing the boundaries. Okay. Yeah, and I think what um, really surprised me was that middle school teachers loved my team. But transitioning from ele- elementary school to middle school, there's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. So middle school teachers are like, I'm here to do this. I care about you. But I only have this amount of time. Whereas in elementary school, we are with you all day. Mm. Like, you are our our children. So Mm -hmm. it's just a different mindset. So I transitioned. Mm -hmm. So you transitioned from 
middle to elementary school. Elementary to middle school. To middle school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with that transition, you were struggling to really feel comfortable in that space and you felt a lot of stress and also started to question how effective yes you were being in that space yes gotcha mm-hmm. um so i was also in um a couple leadership positions so mm-hmm. being a team leader and i just i felt like my energy was like zapped mm. i started getting migraines mm. um started getting upset stomachs i mean every week it was something like oh my stomach really hurts or my head hurts and then i realized it was stress it was exhaustion mm. was this Prior to your father's or your mom's passing, I'm just trying to see. After. So it was after Mm -hmm. both of them had passed. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So you were starting to pay more attention to. My body. Your body, your emotions. My emotions. What Mm -hmm. mattered to you. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think as as women, we're often on autopilot. We just keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah, I'm going to be sad for a little while, but I have this to do and I have a job and I have kids and I have a family. But we don't put ourselves in that continuum as often Mm -hmm. and as intentionally as we should. Mm -hmm. So I transitioned out of the classroom. I went to work for a really brilliant nonprofit in D.C. called Center for Inspired Teaching. So I did a lot of coaching and facilitating. And who uh, were you coaching? Teachers. Teachers, gotcha. Teachers, Mm -hmm. school administrators. Mm -hmm. Love the work. But I got into a point a couple years afterwards where I'm like, I have space for something else. Mm. Like, there are things that I know I can do. I just had to give myself the space to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So you felt fulfilled professionally. You felt the yeah. work was okay. Yeah. But you still felt creatively yeah. something was missing. Yeah, there's and something you, else. You wanted to honor that space within you. Or you Absolutely. And once again, you're being more intentional. You're paying more attention to yourself, Absolutely. realizing life is short. So you can better tune into what's missing yes. and have a better sense for how to diagnose it and yeah. then decide to make a decision. Absolutely. It. For mm-hmm. me, it was really like making space for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, leaving the classroom and the schoolhouse, I had a lot more time to make and to just dream about what could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it led me back to my youth. We drank a lot of tea growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember being a little kid and I would take the tea bag and split it open and it's like mush. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's out of my tea bag. Mm-hmm. And so um, after my mother's passing, I started to play with herbs and put my own tea blends together. And I would have my girlfriends over for little tea parties. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is good, mm-hmm. first of all. <laughs> Second of all, your space is dope. Your ideas are dope. Why don't you start a business? Mm-hmm. So I went for it. And prior to that, had you ever thought of starting your own business? Because I know a lot of times... Or a lot of us in the black community, that's, you know, we are reared to get jobs. Yes. <laughs> you know, even our children, yes. as much as we tell them all the time, the goal is for you to start your own business. They still tell us, no, we're trying <laughs> to get jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a constant battle. So I just wonder, did you always have that in you to start your own business? Or was, was there a turning point when you said, no, hmm. I could do this? I will say I have always positioned myself in this world as a creator, Mm. whether I was creating lesson plans or, I don't know, creating a home for me and my husband or, you know, curating a tea party for my girlfriends. I'm I'm a creator, so I own that part of myself. But I never thought that I could monetize my creations. Mm. But I will say, after I I, I successfully launched the company last May, Mm -hmm. and so my sister... um, And before you jump, because I want to talk about your process, because I thought 
how you even got into it, the crowdfunding, mm-hmm. all of that is amazing. So, so mm-hmm. let's not dive into it directly. Sure. But yeah, so yeah. your your girlfriends, they're tasting your tea, and they said, yeah. "This is amazing. This is you good. should start this." Yep. And you didn't have any resistance mentally. You just no. felt like, "Oh, this makes sense. Well, I could do it." Yeah. Well, what was that thought process to actually like start to own it and welcome that as your next? Step. Well, research. Okay. So all the time that we spend on social media looking at other people's business, mm-hmm. I started to put that into researching. Mm-hmm. So what is it? First of all, what teas do I like? Mm-hmm. All right. So how can I make this tea myself and put a little spin on it? Okay. So that's one thing. Okay. Well, how do I get an LLC? Who can I talk to about this? That's another thing. So I started a huge um, Google folder with a ton of research. Mm-hmm. And I kept notebooks by my bed because... As a creator, I'm often the one that's up at 3 in the morning like, ooh, I have ideas. So I kept notebooks and pens, and whenever those ideas came to me, I wrote them down, and uh-huh. I spent some time researching. So I, I replaced a lot of that idle time that I would spend on social media or doing whatever else, and then I put that into researching. So I don't have to get ready when the time is here. Mm, gotcha. And so I would say that process started a few years before. Gotcha. Where I just started dreaming. Mm. What could this be like? So that was part of your evolution. So you felt yeah. like you needed to transform. Because I, I feel like I went through a similar transformation, especially because I never thought of myself as a creative. I appreciate mm. creative spaces, but I've never seen myself as um, a creative. Now I know that we're all creative. Yes. I was just about yes, to say that. We really are. <laughs> and the reason why a lot of us are um, unhappy, mm-hmm. dissatisfied, and really feeling empty is because we're not honoring yes. that space yes. in us. So now, for me, in starting my own company and also some days today, I realized that before I could fully feel comfortable in that space, I had to mentally transform into someone who did that. Yeah. Does that make, yes, make it sense? Does. So it seemed like you've always been a creative. You've always welcomed that, but yes. there was some sort of transformation that still needed to take place. Yeah. Maybe the research to convince yourself that yeah. you could do this, whatever yeah. it is. But that was what you spent those two, three years doing yeah. to transform into Absolutely. what that journey was. Research, okay. finding money. Like, what could that mm-hmm. look like? How do I put my hands on some money? So I started saving money mm-hmm. when I had a job, even if it was five or ten bucks a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like, I started saving money so that I could afford to at least buy something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started reaching out to people that were doing the work. So there are other tea companies owned by black women that would reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in this. Some were cool. Some were like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you. And then some people said, no, you're competition. Mm-hmm. But the point is, for every 50 people you reach out to, a few are going to say, yes, come on, I'll show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing a lot of that. And then just so I think part of teaching what I loved about teaching was allowing my students to dream right so that's a practice that's Mm -hmm. not something that you wake up with and oftentimes if you grow up in I'm a first generation college student my family didn't have money I lost my parents very early I was 20 when I lost my dad 30 when I lost my mother and so I didn't have those resources but I could dream. Mm-hmm. And so what I loved about my own teaching practice was making sure that I gave students the opportunity to do that. But you have to practice that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of poor folk don't have that opportunity. A lot of people that are raised to just get a job, we're not dreaming about what our lives could be. We're dreaming about the job that you're telling us we should get, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I did have. 
And that's something that um, I really try to push in my own practice now. What does that look like, um, practice dreaming? That That's actually really cool concept. Yeah. And I would love to, we have three children, high school, middle school, and elementary school, 14, 13, and 9. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can't tell it. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Try. Um, but yeah, so... You know, the idea of practicing dreaming is something that I've never even thought as a Mm -hmm. a thing to refine. I knew that you needed to do more so you can feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. creating because that's also a muscle to exercise. Mm -hmm. But just the idea of practicing dreaming, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting concept. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, so uh, in some of my consultancy work, we also work with teachers to help them see the possibilities of what could be if you allowed these things to happen. Mm. So a lot of it stems from putting yourself in a position where you're like, without any limitation, what would you want to see happen? Mm. And be very specific because this also ties into the intentionality behind your work and manifestation. You can't get what you want if you're not clear on what that looks like. Mm. Um, and so visualization is big. I'm a visual, you know, visual person, so I sketch. Mm. I might paint a picture or Do I literally... you an artist too? Something like that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I might paint or sketch something out or talk. Mm. You know, call your best girlfriend up and say, I have a dream. I want to tell you about this. If I didn't have any limitation, this is what I want to do. And there, within that dream, there are going to be pieces that you can absolutely do. Hmm. So if, for me, I want to have a huge tea company. I don't necessarily want to be a barista and have a store. I want to have a company where I'm sourcing or providing tea for different um, businesses and coffee shops or whatever. There are little steps that I can take. Mm-hmm. So start nipping at those before you go after the big thing. Hmm. Hmm. That's really good. That's mm-hmm. actually something that we've incorporated into our consulting practice when we're oh, working awesome. with small businesses yeah. is really just think about where you want to be. What's your end goal right. for your business? But that's interesting that you've applied it to any vision, anything anything that you are going for in your life. Just yep. think it through and yep. be able to paint as big of a picture or as accurate of a picture as possible. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So um, let me jump in here with a question. So let's imagine, because, I mean, a couple of things that um, I notice I, I do this too when I ask questions. But, <laughs> like, so, um, so it, first of all, you said you're a creative, which, you know, is, is great. A lot of people, like Bola said, that don't see themselves as that, and so perhaps, you know, they are the workers, and, yeah. you know, they're not thinking about their dreams. And even if you were to ask them to go through that exercise... That's my husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they probably would be like uh, prob- uh laying down watching some TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, or not even that. I think a lot of people are scared to dream. Yes. That, to me, I think is yes. the biggest hindrance because something comes into your mind and you're like, well, that's just crazy. But I Who can't am I, Trump? Yes. Am I Trump? Or, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. am I the Kennedys? You know what I mean? Like, yes. you just limit your dreams because you haven't, like, um, your logical, not, I mean, I don't know if there's much, your intellectual self yes. steps in yes. to apply reason yes. as to why you shouldn't even be going down this path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so um, my question was... Um, how, do, how do you then overcome so, that? So, yeah, so if you take yourself back to, you know, six years ago when you, or was it six years ago that you decided you were going to do this? Yeah. So six years ago when you were teaching and before you started to get that, those pains that, you know, Mm -hmm. you had to make some changes, what would you say to somebody who's at that point? Or your husband? Yeah. How do you advise your husband 
to sort of begin to dream. Yeah. So we actually talk about this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There are things that you, there are powers that each person has. Mm-hmm. Huh. So suppose you're working as as a receptionist at an organization and you're thinking to yourself, like, my dream is really to not do anything. That's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Like, give yourself grace to say, this is what I would like to do. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But within the work that you do, there are powers that you have. Maybe you're excellent at organization. That's a business. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're excellent at um, graphic designs or memos or captions on social media or photography. Those are businesses. Those are things that you can take. People will pay you for mm-hmm. Um, I have a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, who is fantastic at shopping for plants and putting putting you know plants together mm-hmm. in spaces. And so she started her own little business. She works in New York, mm-hmm. and businesses hire her to come in and just water the plants and curate the space with the plants. Mm-hmm. It's so simple, mm-hmm. but that's a business. Mm-hmm. And so start thinking about the things that you're proud of when you come home and fix a meal for your family. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. What's what? What pride do you take in that? Mm -hmm. And then start to pull those things out. Maybe it's your sense of smell. My sense of smell is really, really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to my detriment sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it's super good. So I'm able to smell herbs and spices and come Mm -hmm. up with what I think was, you know, what tastes good as a tea. Mm -hmm. Those little things are powers that we can use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, um, Mm -hmm. all right. So once, so there are some processes. Um, One of them, it it looks to me like, okay, if you can't find it, you know, you find what you're good at. Yes. Um, So then once you do that, um, I guess, I guess what's the next step? What do you, you know, how do you get yourself to the point where you actually take action if you do fear? So, so, you know, we just talked about how potentially, you know, you can have that idea come into your mind and you're Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is too big. Mm -hmm. How do you overcome those fears and then start to take those steps? (laughs) That's a big question. So there are a couple of things that I used. One is my circle. Mm -hmm. So who's in your circle? Mm -hmm. So my husband, we're perfect yin and yang. He's very, he's a Capricorn. He's about his paper. He, you Mm -hmm. know, there are things and structures that he needs to have in place. And also, he immigrated here from Jamaica, too. So there's a, a mentality mm-hmm. that is very different from me as a black American from the South. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'm a creative. So I'm like, what to do? It's going to do this, uh-huh. you know? And so it was important for me to curate a, a, my friend set. So who am I going to talk to about my ideas? My husband, because he's super practical. And he's going to rein me in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriends, because they're going to support mm. what what I want to do, they're going to come over for my little tea parties when I'm, I only have, you know, a couple of ounces to share and we're going to just sit around and they're going to come. They're going to support. And then also those notebooks that research, mm. like just start something mm. like the, the whole idea of someday is today. That's literally what I took with me through the journey. Mm. Just start every day. Mm. What am I doing? Hmm. So last on the last episode, we talked about um, finding your essence. Because mm. once you tap into who you're supposed to be, yeah. you just go with the flow. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, but I think we were saying, how do you know that you're down the wrong path, right? Mm. And it's when you start to feel 
stressed out mm-hmm. when you get when your soul is just out of alignment uh, with your day to day activity you just know something is wrong and absolutely. as you tune into that more and more and it could be because you start to realize people dying out here yes life is precious life is Let precious me, you know and when that's the case you start to listen out more and i think i yeah. probably started my journey a very good friend of mine Two fr- good friends of mine passed away mm. within six months of each other. Mm. Was it five years ago? Four or five years ago? Mm. That's when I realized. Around the same time. Y'all not going to kill me. No. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. No. <laughs> let, me, let me get real no. all the way back. And focus. And Let I me tell you like this that's story. when things became still for me. But go ahead. Absolutely. So I had a, a friend of mine whose husband was the principal of um, an elementary school in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. And they had this older teacher there. She'd been teaching there for like 40 years. Last day, had a retirement party. And people wait to retire, mm-hmm. to, to want to live. Mm-hmm. My parents never reached retirement. Mm-hmm. So that's very real for me. This teacher is so excited. And she's mm-hmm. had a retirement party. Walked out to her car and she died in a wow. parking lot. And I will never forget that story because for me, it was like, I don't, I'm not waiting. No. Mm-hmm. What am I waiting for? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that also led me to travel a lot. My husband and I traveled a lot mm-hmm. following my mother's passing. Um, and no, we are not rich. <laughs> we did research, we mm-hmm. did a lot of research. We reached out to a lot of people that are travelers that know how to go on a you know on a little bit of money, mm. and we saved. Mm. You know, cut back on all the shopping and mm-hmm. all the little things that we would waste money on because I wanted to make sure that I saw the world mm-hmm. for my parents. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. We also just started traveling, and oh, yeah? um, so I'm interested in hearing about the tips. But last oh, yeah. year it was his 40th birthday, so we did Greece, Italy, and. What else? Oh, Portugal. Oh, yes. So this year we're doing Africa. Where like, are you? Where are you so we're going to start out in Ethio- Egypt, mm. Ethiopia, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Rwanda, mm. Mm. Oh, Tanzania, and South Africa. Oh, this is going to be good. Well, if if we can. <laughs> with you all will. The, with you all this, will. Well, with all the virus and well, all the okay. stuff going up. But yeah, it is a different. good time to get tickets. Yes. I mean, everything is on sale. So we're actually trying to wrap that together now. But, you know, the idea of, you know, we haven't done research, so I'm pretty sure we're not doing it as, um, (laughs) um, what's the word, (laughs) as um, price conscious as we could be. Um, So I'd be interested in learning about some of your tips. And I have a good friend that travels very often, so Mm -hmm. I'll connect you with her. She knows all the websites. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Great. We'll get you together. Okay, perfect. Because I'm like, okay, (laughs) we can get tickets, but once we get there, we don't have to. (laughs) We don't have to explore and live. But I I think it's interesting, though, that as you start to sort of step into that space Mm -hmm. of owning your essence and working through it, that there seems to be a natural sort of connection to wanting to travel and see the world. So that's that's fascinating. What do you think that is? I term it as freedom. Hmm. So Oh, gotcha. That was the beginning of, like, my healing, my wellness. Um, and just making sure my eyes and my energy were able to touch places that um, my parents never had the opportunity to touch, mm. but also that I was there and present. Mm. So it's not just booking a bunch of trick, you know, tickets to the Caribbean. It's like being very intentional about where we're going to go and mm. what we're going to do. Um, and some of them were pretty big trips too. So mm. you know, my husband and I eloped. <laughs> we sure did. We. Um, they have a lot of like elopement um, packages and whatnot, and we found this um, little cabin in the woods between 
um, Niagara Falls and Toronto. We drove up there. It was like $500 mm-hmm. with a photographer, had a cute little dress. Wow. My sister was working on her PhD up there at the time, and so she met us, and we did like a road trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, so we saved a ton of money. And then the next year, we did a huge honeymoon in um, Mauritius. Mm-hmm. Wow. How's, mm-hmm. I bet that's beautiful. Mm. I, I haven't been to a place. That, and my husband's from Jamaica. Yeah. So he knows pretty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen a place more beautiful to and me. That wow, sounds amazing. Okay. Yeah. That and so, that go so that's your, your, your. It needs to be on the list. <laughs> okay. We'll definitely add that to the list. Yeah. Let me ask you. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you want to yeah, continue I, on down a path? Because I'm kind of like. Okay, go ahead. Did you have a question about travel? Because I did no, want to. Okay. <laughs> no. So then. Um, my my next question was then, because um, I think once you are starting to discover your essence, you start to naturally occupy that yes. space and start to feel that yes. sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. But I think until you've done that work on yourself, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the fear that naturally comes mm-hmm. in. And a lot of us are living with fear mm-hmm. is the reason why we don't do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So even... And, and hopefully it doesn't take something tragic like your parents passing yeah. away to really jolt you into yeah. reality. Yeah. But I just wonder for, for most people who are not living by some days today or who haven't experienced tragedy, mm-hmm. how do you allow yourself, once you realize, cause, and I think most people realize this ain't it, mm-hmm. you know, but they still continue mm-hmm. to do it, mm-hmm. how do you sort of allow yourself to step out of that space and start to occupy finding something else, mm-hmm. knowing the fear is going to come in. Like, mm-hmm. did you, I mean, you were creative, so maybe you didn't have I'm to scared. walk through as much of that. I am but, scared every day. Okay. Okay, so, so let's talk about that then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I know, for me, it's a process. Girl, right? And every day I got to yes. defeat myself. Like, I got to take myself and my ego, the every. negative talk. Take it down. Every single so, day. Okay. So that's good to know that you also have Every a similar. Day. Okay. So yeah, what, how I do mean, you tackle that? I think for me, um, my sister, I have a younger sister, and she always um, talks about just sitting in it. Mm. Sit in it. Sit in the fear. Mm. Acknowledge, I mean, I, I worry. I, after my mother passed away, I felt like my voice just always quivered. Like, I, I didn't feel the same strength I had before when she was living and I still feel that way even Mm -hmm. when we opened the podcast I felt like my voice was starting to quiver but what I don't Mm -hmm. you didn't hear good (laughs) but what I don't do is allow that to stop me Mm -hmm. I'm a facilitator so I'm Mm -hmm. constantly in front of groups of teachers I get nervous Mm -hmm. and I tell them hey I'm a little nervous work with me Mm -hmm. but I still do it Mm -hmm. and so I think that's the key I think we look at a lot of um, famous people we look at people that we've Find to be um, successful, and we think they're not afraid. Yeah, they're scared as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just they do it. That's all. That I I think that's the big piece. Like I've been talking to my uh, family members. Like my sister, she wants to be a writer, but she's I would say almost deathly afraid of putting anything out. Mm-hmm. And I've been like communicating with her. Like you just got to do it. And that's the mm-hmm. kind of that's the message I think people need to hear. It's not that you're not gonna have fear. You got to live with the fear. Yes, and stay with it. I want to ask, what books do you read? Because it seems like that's oh, one yeah. question I want to ask you. I have <clears throat> the other one that I also want to ask you. But what books do you read? Oh, that's so interesting. So I read. Um, I'm really into um, learning about different religions. So I, mm. I read a lot about um, Buddhism and um, just loving kindness. So Pema Chodron, 
mm-hmm. um, has a lot of books on like how to be, um, how to settle yourself, mm-hmm. settle yourself in uncertain times. Mm-hmm. And so I read a lot about that. I think Brene Brown is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like to listen to us, so stories about us by authors that look like me. So mm-hmm. I read, you know, that whether it's going back through. I've, I've spent a lot of time with Maya Angelou mm-hmm. and just her work, um, especially after my mother um, passed. She does a lot of work, or she did a lot of work talking about um, love and that being liberating mm-hmm. for families that, especially going through difficult times and that. I don't know. She always makes me feel like I can do this. Mm. Like when, if you really go back and and listen to or read, I know why the cage bird sings. Like mm. she was a teenage mom. She was a prostitute. Mm. She was a she owned a brothel. Like mm. Maya Angelou did a mm. lot she of lived. stuff, mm-hmm. and she made it and and was poet laureate. And mm. I mean, so that just that tells me that like. Regardless of my story, I can I can do this. Yeah. And someone wants to read it, mm-hmm. you know, to your sister. Mm-hmm. Some, like somebody's going to read it. Yeah. The billions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening to. Um, it might have been the read on another podcast called mm-hmm. the read, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Ryan Leslie, mm-hmm. who you know he wasn't this like super super. Um, R&B singer he I don't even think he's saying that well but he had a couple bangers mm-hmm. but what he did he went independent mm-hmm. and he sold like 250,000 copies mm-hmm. because he was independent he, he took that money. yes mm-hmm. versus going to a big label mm-hmm. and so little stories like that keep me going yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome um, mm-hmm. and yeah you did also mention so it doesn't necessarily have to be um, books too and the reason I asked is because you know a lot of the things it seems like it, it, it uh, surprises me about how, you know, depending on when you get into that space, how the mindset and the ideas are so very similar. Yes. And, like, it's a, it surprises me because it's like, okay, are we reading the same kind of things? Like, are we listening to the same things? Or is it just that universal truth is just, you know, it's just the truth and people are finding it out. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm. I remember one of the um, ep- one of the episodes that we did. And I-, I talked about how you know I got into Instagram, and a lot of the followers that I had are you know putting out that positive stuff, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so same I, here, you know. And I don't know if that was always the case with Instagram or not, but it just yeah. seems like this is mm-hmm. something that that's growing, and and more and more people are getting into it or are yeah. starting to find out the the truth. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Is that is that something that you find too? Do you agree with that? And mm-hmm. you know, is in what do we do? I guess to to spread that a little bit more. Mm. I think for me, I make sure that whatever I receive is worthy of my time and my energy. Mm. And I do realize that I'm in a place of, you know, like I'm in a blessed place to say no, right? Mm. I am not rich, so I want to make sure the podcast knows this. (laughs) But I am in a place to say I am not going to engage with this because Mm -hmm. it doesn't serve me. And I think a lot of people are making that decision. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop following this person if what's coming to me isn't good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of what I my mission, so, you know, Jern Tea House, the, the part of it is tea, the bulk of what I'm doing is trying to infuse a practice, the practice of a journey, which literally a journey means to pause. You mm-hmm. know, the meaning okay. is a journey. We're mm-hmm. going to come back to it mm-hmm. at another time. Okay. And so what I want to do for myself and what I want to encourage other people to do is be intentional about the messages that are around you. I feel like a lot of people are making that that switch mm-hmm. and then spread 
what you think is good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to feed you too. Mm-hmm. So one of the books that um, I think really inspired my journey and Mag's journey now is mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle. I feel like we talked oh, about yeah. him. What is it called? A New Earth. Yeah. Awaken I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. It's so good. Is it? I, I would tell everybody it would literally transform mm. your life, but you've already... I feel like you're in the space, so yes. you just be reminded. Like, I'm yeah, ready. It's on the list. That makes sense. Makes sense. It's makes on sense. The list. But no, it's <laughs> such a good book. And what he was saying is that, kind of like Mac was alluding to, you know, we are all sort of waking up from this slumber. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the Matrix, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's plugged in, and now yes. you just realize. So we're waking up from the slumber, and who knows? Maybe after you know, every s- couple of centuries, you know, this is what happens, and then something happens to sort yeah. of, you know, make people fall yeah. asleep again. Who yeah. knows? But I do think we're in this period of awakening, mm-hmm. and it could be social media because news spreads so rapidly mm-hmm. that's allowing mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. get that information and you know when you see truth you can't deny truth no. you know especially when <clears throat> your mind is even if it's just a bit ajar and ready yeah. to accept it yeah. once you it's like seeing light once you see it it spreads yeah. and it, you can't deny it I agree so I feel like that's sort of what's happening um, and I, I would and agree I, yeah and I think it's our job so I you know when a lot of people say I don't know what, what my purpose is what I'm supposed to do and what I'm reza- realizing is our job as human beings is really just to inspire mm-hmm. other human beings. Yes. Which then goes to what you would. So when I see people like Oprah or, you know, I always say Beyonce because she really is my yes. inspiration. Yes, <laughs> but, you know, you see, you know, yeah. people like Maya Angelou, Beyonce and all of that. And you just like, yeah, if you're doing it, that's just a testament for what we as a human race. Yes are capable of yes and i can then dream just as big and yes. if they could do it the universe will somehow figure out a way to support me yeah. in getting to the path that i want to get to absolutely so it's just and you, you have to, to trust in yes that too. you got to trust and I, I also think um i think it's elizabeth gilbert who whoever wrote e pray love mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. did a speech she was talking about her husband the guy she met in e pray love mm-hmm. got married to about the fact that he so she did the speech in Australia and it was all about how you need to find your passion and mm-hmm. you need to you know be passionate mm-hmm. about something and she was like when she left the speech she got mm-hmm. a note from I, someone you remember that, that story mm-hmm. yeah on right. Oprah Super Soul yeah, yeah, yeah. yes you listen to Oprah Super Soul yes it is so what was so just in case your listeners haven't heard it yeah. so yeah. she gets the message back um, from a, a listener or someone that attended the speech and was like that was the worst thing for me to hear because I don't have a passion. And so then she started to make a case against having a passion. Mm-hmm. What I love about that is it decenters this one thing that we all need to be good at, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to be good at just one thing. Mm-mm. You can dabble in a bunch of different things until you find what you want to focus on, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now, I'm really focused on tea, mm-hmm. right? But I'm multi-passionate. Mm-hmm. I know how to sew. I can paint pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I can do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important for people that are, are stuck and like, I don't know what my calling is. You don't. You don't have to have Mm-mm. a thing yet. Do it all. Just do it all. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you, let me follow up, because one of the issues that I have, I would say, is making decisions. And I think that's part of what people deal with. Like, when you say do it all, or mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, like, I, I know that this was the case for me, mm-hmm. probably still is uh, to a large extent, but I know that this is also the case for a lot of people, too, where 
they don't want to spend time. I, we were talking to one of our friends. They don't want to spend time with something that is not necessarily what mm. they're going to end up doing. It's like, this is inefficient. I'm wasting my energy. Mm. And that. So, like, they they struggle with making a decision on what, whether to do this or not. Mm-hmm. And so what? how do you dis, how do you make decisions? And I want to also say before I let you answer, mm-hmm. I think decision-making is probably, like, the most energy-consuming thing. Oh, my gosh. Like, if you... This is precisely why people want a job. They want yes. somebody to tell them what they do. Yes. This is why they follow people blindly. Yep. If somebody is telling you this is why they follow religion blindly, yep. tell me what to do, and I'm good. Yeah. Like, if you always have to figure out, okay, on this one, what am I going to do? It's, it's very exhausting. It's exhausting. So how do you make your decisions? That's a good question. So I will say... I spent 10 years as the sole decision maker for about 30 young people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I do have a lot of practice in in just knowing if something isn't perfect, this is still what I'm going to do. So I think you have to be okay decentering your ego. It may not turn out to be perfect. Mm -hmm. People will not respond the way you want. Everyone isn't going to respond the way you want it to, but you commit to doing something for you. Mm-hmm. Also, if you ask my husband about choosing dinner, he's going to tell you, I can't make a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is, it, there are certain things that I do struggle with, uh, with making a decision. But the point that I make to myself is that you can change your mind. Mm-hmm. So today, I love black tea. I want to make black tea. I want to sell this black tea. Mm-hmm. Next week, I might not like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That way we can, sure. if we need to, we can just... <clears throat> So I think the key um, to any type of decision making is knowing that it's like it's a 50-50. <laughs> Either it's going to be a good decision or it's going to be a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the decisions are bad. Hmm. That's okay. Because mm-hmm. you learn from it. Yes. Right? And it's yes. not the end of the world? Yes. Right. Okay. You know, and sometimes the decisions are super good. Mm-hmm. For example, I had the opportunity. Have you seen um, Renee Blewett's film? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. That that's the one I made the girls watch. I know he's looking like, what is that? Um, <laughs> she did that. She did that. <laughs> the one about five Entrepreneurship entrepreneurs, cool. yeah. black owned women who were doing it. Yeah, yeah, she's Which super is amazing. Good. Yeah, 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 she's super cool. Mm-hmm. So she invited me to participate in um, the Black Women in Hollywood gift bag. So mm-hmm. she curates that every year. So had to send five hundred tins of tea mm-hmm. for free because this. Did you know her? How'd you get this invitation? So, how to get the invitation? I started reaching out to people. Oh. I, there was this woman. Um, she goes by the Afro Minimalist. Um, on I know media. her. Well, I don't. I follow. I, well, yeah. I damn near stalk her. <laughs> she's I've so asked cool. her to come on my podcast, and yeah. she promptly ignored me. Oh, so maybe she's been traveling. I know because I was all up in yes. her Instagram. <laughs> I know she's been traveling because I'm all up. She is big, right? And she's a author. She yes. writes children. I mean, yeah, yes. Yeah, so Please I'm let her know. I will. I will oh, let her know. I love her. Yeah. Okay. So I, mm-hmm. On a whim. In September, I reached out to a bunch of people that I loved mm-hmm. on social media. I was like, look, I have this bomb tea. Mm-hmm. I want to send you some. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to that? She responded. Wow. And I, but I caught her in a lull. So I think that's the point. that You have to be okay with some people not. They're not going to respond. Gotcha. I caught her in a lull where she was transitioning between some work and becoming this prolific writer for mm-hmm. children's books. Mm-hmm. And we ended up meeting up for lunch and sharing the tea. And she's good friends with Renee. Gotcha. And so um, literally. And that's how that's how networking happens. So, that's how the universe works. Yeah, you have to reach out. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, she's I'm going to call Renee right now. I'll call Renee and say, I have a girl, a black woman who has tea. I, she should be at your bazaar. So I went to this bazaar in um, December for all black women brands. Mm. And that's how I met Renee. And so after the bazaar, I did pretty well there. 
um, she reached out and asked me if I can contribute to this gift bag. Wow. But here's the thing about decision making. It's a 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sending thousands of dollars of product. Mm-hmm. I'm a small business. Mm-hmm. I don't have thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm leaning on my support group, um, sending thousands of dollars worth of tea, getting it in the hands of the likes of Ava DuVernier and all the fancy black folk. Wow. wow. With the hope that someone, Oprah's going to call me and say, <laughs> this is on my favorite things list, and right? you know she will. Did you put that on your vision board? Yes, honey. Okay, good. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. You know she will. Yeah, but the yeah. thing about decision making is um, it might not happen. No, it will. You know, and, but but for me, mm-hmm. like, I needed to make sure I grounded myself in, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, I'm planting a seed. If it turns out to be this big thing, cool. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't immediately, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I mean, and, and I think, you know, that's when we will we'll be, be more comfortable as a people when, you know, we, know, we don't have to be right all the time. So I want us to... Because I know we've sort of gone all over the place. We haven't yeah, jumped sure. into how we got how you got your company started. Oh yeah, but I do like um, the term you use because we use the same term, which is your practice. Yes, and I think life in general is practice. All of it is practice. I think if you take that same approach to decision making, how you live every yes, day, Lola. how you show up, you don't have to be perfect. No, you are getting up every day, and you are at wor- you're working on your craft, and yes. that's your practice. The yes. mere fact that you are working on your practice is success yes and that should be good enough right so yeah so I really kind of caught that and I thought that's amazing absolutely I'm in equity fellowship in DC this was a part of my education work Mm -hmm. and one of the things we talk about is decentering perfectionism Mm -hmm. that is a capitalistic approach to living Mm -hmm. that the the idea that everything has to be perfect Mm -hmm. and it doesn't Mm -hmm. and you have the power to say Oops, I made a mistake, and I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and be worried about it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. So so tell us then how you went from writing your vision in the books, doing research, to then deciding, I'm ready. What was that process of being ready, Hmm. and what did that mean? Did you leave your job? Like, how did you then Hmm. get started? So... I will say this is where my social, like my my friendship circle comes in. Mm. So I was more afraid than some of my friends were. Mm. They had already committed to investing in what I was doing um, because we support one another. Whatever we do. Right, so can I told be a part of this. Friendship? Yes, <laughs> yes, we're, we're I need friends. some support. <laughs> we're friends because that's also a key part of it. Is you got to surround yes. yourself with like-minded people, yes. Uh, yes. and not have to feel like you got to explain yourself every time. Oh my god, so, and people that just yeah. cheer you on, mm, like cheering I, you on. I think the process of losing my parents. That's when I really found out who who is there. Like people love people going to love on you. People love to be around you. People also love to soak your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are only a few that are going to be riders, mm-hmm. right? So who's willing to ride this wave with me? And mm-hmm. I just I'm blessed. I have mm-hmm. like five six people that mm-hmm. I know. I could say, look, girl, I need some more uh, peppermint. Can you, like, send me $20? Mm-hmm. And I, it's without a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I leaned on them. So that's a key part is yeah. really curating your friend group, or yes. your support network. Absolutely. That may be, because I know you're a process person. He's a process. So you're thinking about what's the process of stepping into your essence. you got to then assess yeah. the people who are going who, to be who's around your cheerleaders. You. Gotcha. You can't see who you are if 
you don't you're not in a space where others are allowing you to be who you are, mm. where you can try to be who you are unapologetically, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you can make mistakes without judgment, mm-hmm. where people are giving you grace. So you have to make sure that you're in a space to practice that too. Because yeah. again, that's a practice. Yeah. A lot of us we are ourselves. Mm. Um, because and Oprah says that if yeah. you find yourself contorting yourself in all sorts yeah. of ways, that's not the space for you. No, go the path of least resistance. Yes. We think we got to work hard. Yep, that's actually that, that's that's a negative. Yep. Is it? Yeah, that's oh, the instinct book. Have you? Oh, I haven't read book. it, but I've heard the quote. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. He's like. Um, Exactly. It's, it's exa- something about being exhausted. You're exhausted, yeah. yeah. Just trying to be somebody you're not. Ma- if oh, you find gosh, yourself, try- yes. go be yourself. Find that space that you can fully occupy yes. being yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's and, great. And that's that's where you put the work. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to put the work. The footwork doesn't have to go into having this thing on the shelf right now. Mm-hmm. The work needs to be working on you and mm-hmm. cultivating a space and fostering friendships that are going to bring you the love and the encouragement that you need. Mm-hmm. And also making sure you don't have to contort yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about 24 and I got my certificate to be a principal. So I passed this huge test. I'm like, I'm going to be a principal. And then I watched all the black women who were principals in Montgomery County, who I love, but also co- consistently contort themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Not mm-hmm. for a system. Yeah. You know, I can't be who I want to be for children, and I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I would say along the way, there are certain things where I was, I said no to, and there's a lot of that I said yes to mm-hmm. that hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to figure it out. So that was the beginning process for me. Mm-hmm. So you decided you think you're ready, leaned on your yep. friendship group. Yep. told and, them, and mm-hmm. I was like, I need y'all to hold me, mm-hmm. put my feet to the flame, mm-hmm. ask me every week when we talk. A lot of my girlfriends don't even live near me, so we get on Zoom. Mm. Ask me how my business is going. Ask me about my business plan. Ask me questions. Like, keep me engaged because I'm going to try to run away from this. Mm-hmm. So and you knew that about yourself and yeah. felt comfortable putting that out there, yep. which is another part of the practice, right? Mm-hmm. You can Once you realize it's not about perfection, you can let people know where you are at yeah. the moment yep. knowing that you're going to continue to improve to be better yep right so yep. so you felt comfortable sharing that absolutely because yeah. I think a lot of people once again the reason why people don't start businesses or try new ideas is they don't want to be judged yes by their network particularly when they've decided to give up right absolutely. so they'll rather just not even share it absolutely knowing that the judgment will come and they're not ready to handle it. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then um, for Christmas, my husband bought the LLC. It's only a mm-hmm. few hundred dollars. Like it's, I think when you, there are certain things that are extremely expensive when it comes to starting a business, but some things aren't that expensive. We did not do Christmas. We did not do the, like <laughs> huge holiday stuff. We mm-hmm. decided to like focus our energy and our money mm-hmm. into something that would bring us joy down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he brought the LLC, bought the LLC for me. I, I had a company of a different under a different name. Mm-hmm. It turns out that there's another company with a similar uh, name in Maryland who does coffee, mm-hmm. and so I got like cease and desist letter after cease. Yes, already they shut me down. I hadn't even sold a product. What they sure did. But you know what? That's that's that um that what's that stuff that um when you have a a light shining, huh? Oh. Yep. 
uh, Halo? Halo. <laughs> yep, that's that Halo. Girl, they were People after your girl. Mile away. They say, you know what? They we already know what girl. she's about to do. Wow. Yes, yes. And so I had to completely rebrand a business that I hadn't even sold one item yet. But was that, did that, because I'm always looking for confirmation along the way that I'm yeah. on the right path. Did that, because for me, that would have been like, you know what, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. If people felt so threatened by yeah. it and you haven't even sold a product. I hadn't sold So one that product. probably bolstered you. Yeah. I mean, I cried about it. I was yeah. devastated. And I can't, I'm not cut out to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> jail. Yeah. It's Listen, not for me. For me, I'd be like, oh, what you gonna get? Sue me. Yeah. <laughs> go it's ahead. not for me. I was like, okay, this is this is the law? This is yeah. the lawyers come out? I can't crazy. And so I cried about it. And then I was like, get up, girl. Yeah. Come up with something new. Yeah. Because that said to me that there is a market. Yeah. This company is has um so the company was ceremony bespoke tea mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. and the company that was sending me the letters this ceremony roasters. Mm-hmm. It's a coffee company up here. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Your know name was ceremony bespoke. Bar- ceremony bespoke, bespoke tea company. And mm-hmm. then theirs was ceremony coffee. Oh, ceremony roasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would go to court, but you know what? That wasn't that was the name wasn't <laughs> no. meant for her. I took it, so I took two things from it. Right, mm-hmm. one is there's a sign that I'm on to something. Yes, that another company, their lawyer saw my name pop up and was like, "We don't want any competition." Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one thing. But two, bend, don't break. Mm-hmm. So flex with it. I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come up with a new logo. I'm going to come up with a new name. We did extensive research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure no one else had Azure anything mm-hmm. near us. And I just had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, um, I don't even think I did the Kickstarter just yet. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was still playing around. I was still building my ideas. I still had a job, so I was still working. But I was putting a lot of emphasis on the preparation mm-hmm. so that when I did get the money, I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So then how did you then decide when it was time to take the next step? And was the next step the Kickstarter? Yes. Or were you, okay. So, so next next step was the Kickstarter. So let's say that was May, June of 2018 where I had this whole cease and desist thing and mental breakdown slash rebrand. And your girlfriend's picked you back up. Picked me up. Get up, girl. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, get to December. And I decided to, to go ahead and go with the Kickstarter. I chose a, a budget that was super low, but I made sure, in the grand scheme of things, I probably could have done a lot higher. But I wanted to make sure that I could at least be successful. Mm-hmm. And with Kickstarters, if you don't raise all of it, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and then I, and how long do you have to raise the money? It depends on how long you put. I did thirty days. Though. Thirty days, okay. Mm-hmm. And how much were you trying to raise? Just three thousand. Three thousand. Like thirty days. Thirty-seven hundred. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I made sure that I put like a lot because when you don't have product, you need to make sure that your brand is it speaks for itself. So mm-hmm. I put a lot of work into. Um, creating like little promo videos that were not perfect, super grainy. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister happens to be a, a, a producer, so she makes beats, and so I had her. We worked together to put some stuff together, and then I did all that writing and mm-hmm. all that research, all the stuff, all the ideas that I spent the last few years working on, all of that went into my Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So, how did you decide to do crowdfunding anyways? Because I don't think that's a natural, I wouldn't even have thought about it. Do people naturally? Back, I remember Kickstarter being a huge thing back. Yeah. um, 
you know, maybe six years ago. Mm. Um, I It kind of fell out of my mind, but I was like, mm-hmm. when you brought it back up, I was like, yeah, that is a way to find mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. I completely forgot about it. And so you would was- recommend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kickstarter is really, really successful for people that already have businesses. Mm-hmm. I don't think people use it to start businesses, mm-hmm. but I needed to have a trusted place for people that I knew would support my ideas to go and see what I had to offer. Like, I wanted... You all, if you were participating in my Kickstarter, be like, oh, she's serious. Mm. So I did that instead of like a GoFundMe or something. Mm. Also, people are willing to help. What's the difference? I thought it was the same. No, so GoFundMe, Kickstarter, it has to be a business. It's like very serious. You have certain guidelines you have to meet. You can't just up and wake up and be like, I want to do a Kickstarter today. Mm -hmm. You have to put some work into it. Mm. And so I wanted people to take me seriously. Mm -hmm. I also wanted, people go back and forth in my Kickstarter all the time. So I wanted people to see that I was serious about what I was doing and I'm going to engage you Mm -hmm. um, in multiple ways in my business. Um, And then there are a lot of different funding sources out there. Um, There are a lot of crowdfunding opportunities for people who are low income. Mm -hmm. There are angel investors. Mm -hmm. I haven't (laughs) had the opportunity to receive any of that. I'm still hoping from the Essence thing and Mm -hmm. Oprah says, I'm going to give you a cool million or so. Oprah, you listen. Probably (laughs) probably, probably five, more like five. five (laughs) Yes, manifestation. so there are opportunities out there, but for me, I knew I needed <sighs> I needed the capital to just get me off my butt. Mm-hmm. I knew that if I had, I think there were like 60 or 70 people that bought into my Kickstarter, mm-hmm. that I had product to get to them. So there were oh, no so games. it's an exchange. You yes. donate money and then yeah. they get yes. something back. Yeah, gotcha. so that's the other key to Kickstarter. So gotcha. you have different tiers of gifts. Mm-hmm. So I had like five or six tiers. The highest being, you know, you donate $150, you get a tea party. Mm-hmm. Um, you donate $15, I send you a sample of tea. And then everything in between. And so I had, I had that for me cemented the fact that I had a business. Mm-hmm. I had people that were waiting that had already paid for their product. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to work. That's an amazing way to get started, actually, because a mm-hmm. lot of people are limited by access to capital. And yeah. we, you know, we work with small businesses and people talk about how I don't even have any money to get started. Yeah. But Kickstarter is actually a yeah. great resource because yes. you have a built in audience before mm-hmm. you've even actually gotten started. Mm-hmm. You can then use other people's money. Yep to basically launch your, yes. your business. So yes. at that point, it really is about how you're packaging and presenting yes. and positioning yes. yourself and in And that's the where that research gotcha. and that dreaming comes into play. Mm-hmm. So all of that work you've done behind the scenes, just dreaming up this idea, mm-hmm. you then put that into your Kickstarter. So people see mm. see the process. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, and be very transparent about the process, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you did the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. obviously got more than what you requested. Mm-hmm. So were you surprised by that or just oh. excited knowing? I, I don't know. if Yeah. I Actually, Bola, I'm surprised every step along the way. Yeah. I'm constantly in awe like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. You know, before you continue, what I've realized about that is we've been dreaming too small. Yes. Right? Like yes. when you finally put yourself out there and then stuff st- starts happening, you're just like, wait a minute, I could, have, I could have done even more. <laughs> My husband says that all the time. He was yeah. like, you sell yourself so short. Yeah. But I also think that's a part of growing into the practice of dreaming. Like, mm. yeah, you in the beginning, yes. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to be transparent, I have a bunch of, um, I have a, a white male friend of mine who I love dearly. He was like, you know, Latonia is a white man. I never even think I can't do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was like, but I see 
people of color, specifically black women, being like, mm. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was like, I go on to a job interview. I may have never done the job. Yeah. And I go in there and I'm going to act like I did. But we don't. We think mm. everything has to be perfect yeah. before we do it. And it just doesn't. I actually read a quote, and I'm not going to get it right, that says just that. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you know, white people are surprised when it doesn't work out. Yes. Because you go in thinking, what? Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. Black people or people of color are yeah. surprised if anything works out. So that's that's the difference. That's, that's why, why that's why we got Trump. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I, you walk, I ain't got a job. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but yeah, that mindset is that makes a world of difference. Yes. In terms of how you're dreaming, yep. what you're dreaming, the spaces you walking in, yep. the people you what surround yourself. What you're reading. Yeah. What you're what you're inject what what I like to call consuming. Everything that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Your social media. Mm-hmm. Are you sitting on your social media looking at women that don't look like you mm-hmm. that aren't doing the things that you're trying to do that are wearing clothes you can't afford or mm-hmm. are you following people that are inspiring you to take a risk right right you know and, and have even, a balance of both and even if people are inspiring you to even if you're inspired by what people who look at you are doing how are you interpreting that yes are you thinking oh god i could never do that mm-hmm. look at you know what i mean or are you using that as inspiration yep. to propel you yep. um yeah but yeah that's that's great so yeah the kickstarter you were surprised but ready yep. to get yep. started and what it taught me was because going back to reaching out to the Afro minimalist, what it taught me is that you need to be have you need to have something that you can give to, mm. right? So these people that you look mm. up to or the people that you want to buy your products, they aren't going to purchase or participate or engage with you if you're not giving them something to. Mm. Like I, we can't let you suck all everything out of us. Everybody wants when you're everybody wants inspiring. It. Everybody wants to everybody. a piece of you. Yeah. yeah, that's great that you understood that. Yeah. Um, because I think that's a recent understanding that I'm starting to get. Mm-hmm. So you just naturally knew mm-hmm. that you've got to. There's got to be a reason. Yeah. For them to engage you in that yep. way, so you've got to be ready to give something in return. Yep. Nothing is free. Yep. Nothing's mm-hmm. free. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to to give something back. Mm. Um, and so from the Kickstarter, I use. So one of the things that I've I've, I've had trouble navigating is like. Tea in a lot of states, you don't need a commercial kitchen to mm-hmm. put teas together. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Maryland and D.C., you do. Mm-hmm. And so I became a member of an, a business incubator mm-hmm. in D.C., um, which was not a good decision. Mm-hmm. It was which not. Was? Mess Hall? Oh, no, it's a beautiful incubator. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't good for what I was doing because it was so expensive. Mm-hmm. I didn't have mama, daddy, you know, with a little money on the side or have a huge amount of capital helping me, you know, sustain my membership to that space and then also continue what I'm doing. So that's where I started to reach out, Mm -hmm. finding other people who have commercial kitchen spaces that all I need is a calendar. I I need a counter. I'm going to bring my bowl and my tea. Mm -hmm. I don't don't need much. Mm -hmm. And so being super transparent about the thing that you need Mm -hmm. and reaching out to as many people as possible, Mm -hmm. you know, and from that, it is going to dwindle down you reach out to 100 you might hear back from 10 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and wow. then work from there so 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 you were in that contract for how long before you decided six, it wasn't going to work six okay. months six months yep. okay and yep. then you started reaching out to people to yep. get into a different space yep. okay yep. in those six months what happened did you had you launched the product by that time I'd, or i'd launched the product may 9th which was my mother's birthday my parents anniversary Aww. so launched the product was so super sweet Aww. um so launched it may 9th 2019 um 
I was able to have enough blended where I didn't have to blend for a while. So that that came with the preparation again. Like I knew exactly what I was going to market first. I had two blends that I was starting with. Don't start too big. Mm-hmm. If you have one good product, start with that mm-hmm. one good product until you're able to include more. And um, I scaled up from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then, so what's happened since? I mean, it sounds like you said, <gasps> it seems like you're doing amazingly well. So yeah. what are some of the milestones um, that's happened since? And what's yeah. been your biggest surprise? Biggest surprise. Well, I think, um, so May, June, I had all the orders. Everybody's, you know popping up but I'm still a super small business mm-hmm. um, and so June or July was a little tough I left my um, position at Inspired Teaching I actually ended up getting another job out in this area actually mm-hmm. that I hated <laughs> so wait so you so when <laughs> I you didn't left, trust myself oh gotcha so you left you left the job with the intention of getting another job not to yeah. go full time yeah gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I, I didn't trust myself I mm-hmm. still didn't trust myself mm-hmm. and so I got another job working in um, educational equity mm-hmm. it was not online with the type of people and the type of energy that I need around me. Mm. Um, so in a month, I took the job. I resigned. Yeah, like that, that, that's not it. <laughs> nope, that's not it. And and honestly, I think there are a couple of things that surprised me most along the way. So I still, it, it wasn't until maybe a month or two ago where I was like, I am an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because I still did not see that. So I spent from... August to December, still applying for jobs, mm. still doing my business, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, still doing pop-ups here and there. Wasn't making um, as much as I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I did Is your stop. husband working? Does he, yeah. did he keep his? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like I said, we're not, we're not wealthy. Yeah. And so, um, but just having faith, I cut back, mm-hmm. cut back a lot. And okay. I put a lot of energy again into that planning and building. So if one month I wasn't making, bringing in the income that I wanted, I was ready for when the check dropped. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh man, this is failing and then stop everything. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah. So I had one super good, um, event, made a lot of money mm-hmm. that bolstered me releasing three new blends. Mm. Those blends are what really are pushing my brand out there, um, which led me to reach out to the Afro-Minimalist who connected me to Renee Blewett, the Renee Blewett, who invited me to the event in Brooklyn. And had you know about she did that, her no. movie? So you had no idea. I okay. had Because no Renee Blewett is also another one that I've been stalking for yes. some time. So her movie actually came out. A while ago, it's yes. been on Amazon. I had no so idea. this recent Netflix boom yes. is like where y'all been? It's you, I <laughs> had no been, idea. You had no idea. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, because she's again, amazing. I wasn't thinking. I, when we talked earlier about fear, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't in my purview. Mm-hmm. This to me was still. I'm an educator. I'm a facilitator. This is something that I'm dabbling in. Mm-hmm. That changed between somewhere between December and January, mm-hmm. where I had the invitation to New York. It went really well. Mm. So you got introduced into this—I mean, to this person—and yeah. and you didn't even realize who she was. No. So were you shocked when you got to meet? Like, what yes. was that experience? It was. Yes. <laughs> so it—it it was so shocking. So first of all, it's fabulous. It's in Brooklyn, yeah. and I mean, everything that's—it was just so New Yorky. Mm. I'm not from New York, mm-hmm. so it was so New Yorky and. 
the women coming in were fabulous. I mean, Lisa Price from mm-hmm. Carol Starter was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. All, like, tons of people that do ton of work in Essence. I have a good friend of mine who actually was the one that featured me in Essence. Mm-hmm. But she was uh, the global beauty editor for Essence. Gotcha. And um, she was there. And so these women are bringing their friends and introducing Renee, what she, what she does extremely well. She like uplifts the brands mm-hmm. and I think she calls herself a brand whisperer mm-hmm. and lets people know that these things are popping that black women are doing we are doing it mm-hmm. um, and so for me there was one moment where um, there was a woman that came to my table and was like I don't know what you're selling but your packaging is so good mm-hmm. and I was, I was like, going to tell you that it's amazing yeah 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 and that, you, that you is created me. that? yes in nice. Google Draw Wow. And the Google spreadsheet and Google Docs. These, this is what I'm saying. You don't have to have Photoshop. You don't have to stop thinking that it needs to be up here. Take mm-hmm. little steps. Mm-hmm. At some point, I am not going to do that myself. But right now, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's when I realized I was like, oh. So they're not even buying it because then the tea is excellent. Mm-hmm. They're buying it because it looks good because mm-hmm. I mastered the brand aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That meant you that was your passion into yes. it. Yes, and people that's what it means to inspire. Yes, right. Like through your packaging, through how you show up, yep. through the words. It's not just what you say. Yep, is the whole aura. Yep, and and when you are truly walking in that essence, you can walk into a room, not say nothing. Yes. And inspire yep. a whole bunch of people. Yep. And, and that's what your packaging is doing because it yeah. soaked that energy from you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I also had my best friend with me. Mm-hmm. So your circle matters. Mm-hmm. She knows how to support me when I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. She was literally like, girl, we're good. Rubbing Aww. my back. Like, I'm I'm terrified. I don't yeah, know how to do this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm reminding myself, you've never done this before. Are you sure? Look at these women. They're fabulous. Look at the clothes. Look at this. And, um, and that was scary for me. Yeah. Because I'm a small business owner, I'm an educator, I don't, I'm also, like, very chill. Like, mm-hmm. that's not exactly my crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my girl was there. Mm-hmm. And that's she wants great. to see me succeed, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we did it together. And then, and what's great about that is I don't know what space your friend kind of walks in, mm-hmm. but she doesn't see your success as a threat. Oh, no. That's amazing. We're in this together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also know... That she knows that should this thing, like, boom, mm-hmm. she's there. Mm-hmm. So these aren't people that I'm just using. These mm-hmm. are people that are riding the wave for me. This I met her when I was 15. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was back when my dad was first diagnosed with cancer. She's been there throughout the entire journey for me. Mm-hmm. But also... We support one another, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that I've been there for her. And so she also knows she gets something out of this, too. This is practice for her. She mm-hmm. wants to start a podcast one mm-hmm. day. She wants to, like, she has things she wants to do. So we're supporting each other along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Can, can That's I, great. Um, shift to that. I've been wanting to ask that question. Sure, though. Yeah. Um, how do you cultivate such friendships? How do you, is, is it something about your personality or mm. is there something that you do, do you think, to have that kind of thing, that kind of mm. friendship to, to build. Because I, I would say that um, having one that rides like that is really special, but mm-hmm. having five that you can count on, that's that's, that's pretty dope. So uh, yeah. how do you, do you think <laughs> that is something that you do or that people do to have that, or is that something just about you? Um, I will tell you what I do do. I am intentional about my relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't give my time to too many people. 
I have a list of people I give my time to. And unfortunately, there have been times where I had more to give, and then there have been times where I had significantly less. And um, I've been okay with that. So that's that's a part of our process. But two, once I'm in it, I'm in it. Mm. You know, um, my relationships aren't transactional. And also, you get and you give. So I don't enter any type of relationship like, I'm going to give you this tea and you're going to give me this. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give of myself. I need to see you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you can, then it's not. It's, so relationships end. It's nothing wrong with moving on. But give, your, give as much as you can of yourself. Mm-hmm. And also make sure the space is, like, authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I don't. I am. Like, what you see right here is mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go into spaces and not be myself. Mm-hmm. That includes my friendships, too. Um, I think I do have a, an ability to cultivate, like, warmth within people. So I, I pull a lot out of people. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, like, my friends are the ones that pull that out of me. Mm-hmm. And so I also search for and welcome in friends who are smart, mm-hmm. who are... Um, eager to learn too. My friends are learners. We're all reading books. <laughs> like it's not just me. I'm not coming to them and being like, "Girl, let me tell you, I read this book." And you, no, we're all doing it, and uh-huh. in different ways. Uh-huh. I have a friend that's like super religious, and she's a singer. She does her own thing. I don't necessarily go to church, but I'm invested in growing my spiritual space. That's me. I have a a, a woman a, in my friendship group who is my traveler, who is my like guru in a lot of different spaces I draw on that energy so we all bring different things to the space mm-hmm. um, and are they are you all friends with each other or are these no. okay some yeah. of us are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but no we're not always in the same space at the same time mentally mm-hmm. or physically right right what I was gonna say because one question I have for you here is um, what are some of the casualties that you've noticed throughout this mm-hmm. process and and I think you, you mentioned some some friendships mm-hmm. end yeah. and it's okay yeah. Or not some relationships sometimes have served their purpose. Yes. And it's time for you to now move to the um another person or um start to occupy different spaces and yeah. energies. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what yeah. that's part of it. So have you transitioned from other relationships throughout mm-hmm. this process? Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the not casualties, but yeah, you know, some I mean, of the things just, that you we, left behind. We're just not aligned yeah. in the same space anymore. And At that's one okay. point we were. Right. And now we're not. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it's so for me it's been kind of tough. I'm in a sorority and so I saw that Delta. Yeah, I'm not about <laughs> So some of my sororers, like we pledged together, we mm. grew up together and I've had to be like, ah, you know, I'm in a different space. That's mm. different. Mm. Um and it hasn't been easy, but also there's no love lost. Mm. Like sometimes it is, I guess. Um, but for me, you know, if I see you, I see you. I still love you. Mm-hmm. But right now on this journey that I'm on, I that energy cannot be included. Mm. It's just it's not going to be what I carry for it. Right, right. So that's another good takeaway for people is you can't propel yourself forward when you dragging old baggage along with exactly. you. Exactly. You're going to have to assess what needs to be left behind yes. so that you can be free to take off. Yes. Right? And you got to be as light as possible if, you, yes. if you're going to take off. Yeah. yeah. And I think, Bola, for me, what I had to acknowledge is that grief, that's a long process. Mm-hmm. So me losing my parents, that's not going anywhere for some time. Mm-hmm. So that means that other stuff has to go. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? For me, it was a, a job that didn't serve me. Um, 
it there were certain friendships that didn't serve me. Um, there was a mindset that I had to change. So inundating myself with books and with mm-hmm. I meditate quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just so inundating myself and my space with what is going to make me feel good. Um, and then also allowing myself to take risks and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Question. Yeah. yeah, sure. So we talked about um, how exhausting it is to be authentic, to be yourself. Yeah. Did we? We yeah. said it should not be authentic. I mean, it should not I'm be sorry, exhausting. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, uh, to not be yourself. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But yes. I also find that a lot of times because we're also in our heads, it's, it's difficult. We're inhibited. Mm-hmm. We are thinking about what other people are thinking about us. It could be difficult to be yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you be yourself? Mm. Well... So I am currently in this space. It's so funny you mentioned that. Um, so to be a woman in the in the wellness space, to be a black woman, to be a big black woman in the wellness space, there is a lot. Like I'm constantly in my head. Like I make tea, and so I have a lot of customers that reach out and say, "Well, do you make skinny tea? Like I need to lose weight." Mm. And I'm always like, Girl, "Is that a you- thing, skinny tea?" Yes. Oh. Well, really, all it is is it's a di- diarrhea method. Gotcha. It's like a diarrhea. <laughs> it, it helps you lose water weight. Gotcha. It makes you poop. Um. You haven't lost any fat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But what started to hit me was like. Y'all even look at me <laughs> like, why would if I had skinny tea, wouldn't I be drinking it? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, learning t- to be comfortable with myself, like putting myself out there as 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 a person in the wellness space mm-hmm. and not always looking like a, a white young yoga teacher mm-hmm. because I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. For me, tell me your question one more time because I had a connection. How do you be yourself considering how we're all self-conscious and in our own minds? Right. So for me, what's what's been really powerful is that when I do, when I am myself, there are people that reach out and say thank you. Mm -hmm. So there are people that look like you or maybe not that need that example too. Um, Also... If it hurts being myself, I, I deal with that. I write about it. I meditate. If I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, my God, I was myself, and I don't think they took it the way I wanted them to, mm-hmm. that then becomes a meditation for me um, around how I took that experience. Because perception is everything. Like, mm-hmm. I may have perceived you thought this. Who knows if you did? Mm-hmm. So that that's a part of my head. Um, I do carry quite a bit of anxiety following the deaths of my parents. So dealing with that, too. So making sure go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're still dealing, you know, struggling with who you are and who you want to be and being authentic, go to therapy and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just, you know, again, my circle and books. Brene Brown is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks quite a bit about her. Uh, work is she the one several times? <laughs> She's <laughs> good. Is she the one who talked about that. sitting in hot yoga? Because I know you. I think. No. What's okay, Brene? Braving the wilderness. Oh, she's the one who talked about vulnerability. Yes, that's her. Is not weakness. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. she does a lot of work around vulnerability and mm-hmm. shame. Mm-hmm. Two things that mm-hmm. have the, that relate directly to being your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then also the piece about authenticity is knowing that this image that you have of yourself it may not actually be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. So you may think of yourself as this and it might actually not be that. Mm -hmm. So being okay with grappling with um, you as you develop Mm -hmm. and who you were 10 years ago may not be who you're going to be 20 years, you know, from now. So being okay with that. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I guess 
the space that I'm in, which is why that's such a timely question is, you know, I'm currently grappling with this and transforming into mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, which I still struggle with mm-hmm. even. So on the day, <laughs> this is funny. So I had been applying for this job that I really wanted. Um, it was a remote job based in Chicago. I would be helping um, teacher residencies and like really, really powerful equity work. One of the jobs, they flew me out to Chicago. I'm like, I got this in the bag. I'll finally like, have enough money and I'll, I'll push the journey up a little bit. But I'm going to focus on this because this has been my passion for the past 13 years. <sighs> Get back from Chicago. I'm, you know, waiting to hear back. Finally, in January, I haven't interviewed for this position since October. Hmm. Finally, in January, she calls me and she's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, I hope you're well. Listen, we really loved you. We decided to go in a different direction. Hmm. And I was devastated um, because, like, how dare you? Hmm. Ruin my day. You flew me out to Chicago <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a day trip to interview for a job. It's an hour and a half interview going all the way to Chicago. Um like that was a huge risk and I just couldn't under like what didn't you see and that led me to like really like well what is it about me why, why couldn't you see me in that position mm-hmm. not two hours later my husband came home with the Essence magazine mm-hmm. with my tea feature and wow. you you have to also welcome that stuff too mm-hmm. like they're going to be setbacks that was a setback for us financially that was a high paying job mm-hmm. like I was going to have some serious income um, but I would not have the time right. to work on my business mm-hmm. and to work on myself. And that's what I was going to say is that maybe that was the universe's way of removing oh, yeah. um, distractions, oh, yeah. obstacles from your way. You think yep. this is the path yes. to that level. But then the magazine just reminded you, no, we don't need you to focus on this. Yes. Because this product is meant to be birthed through you. Mm. You don't know what it's going to do in the universe, mm-hmm. how it's going to mm-hmm. um, have that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You know, and you need to stay focused on that. Yeah. So, and that goes yeah. back to that image that you may have of yourself. I mm-hmm. saw myself as this. And I am a powerful educator. And also, I am an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I'm educating through the work that my practice with tea. Right. Um, but also welcoming. It, it, I'm not going to lie and say it's been easy. Mm-hmm. We we could have used that extra money, especially now mm-hmm. with um, coronavirus and all this other <laughs> weird, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. And my stomach doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had a migraine in months. That's great. You know what I realized? So I recently did this thing. I actually left my job. Mac is the only one holding us down. Bless this man. Bless this man. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I love you, baby. I know because I'm, I, I was. I was just like, I can't do it, baby. Mm. You can't make me go Mm-mm. back to work. Mm-mm. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. Own, I can't. I can't physically do it. We here. What we gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but but my point is, I'm, we're still here. Like I left a whole income. Mm. Where, when we had the income, like we were doing pretty well, but we were still wondering, okay, when's the next check coming in? Max says, yeah. And I haven't had the next check going on a year, mm-hmm. and we're good. We're good. Which makes you think, what was that all about? We could have been good we five been years ago. <laughs> like, that's the lesson in that. Like, sometimes you <clears throat> need to just strip away a lot yes. of the extras. You think you need. Whatever the randomness is. You think you need this. You think you need that. You could actually make do with so little. Yep. 
you don't even re- and what that does for you then is it frees you up yep. to then do your life's <coughs> purpose whatever that is to then exactly. create to then step into your practice because all of that are distractions and heal and heal yeah like it's it's funny yeah I'm eating more PB&J and tuna fish and girl I got a business Right. So no. Not uh, even only that. You eating more PB and J, but you are walking in spaces you never thought. Never. Whatever that Chicago job was was never going to elevate you to this thing. So you you now realize. uh, So Mac and I were talking about the other day. There was an article that I saw where people. This woman. I'm not going to say her name, but it came through and hit me, and I was just like, no, that's not right. She's Mm -hmm. she's spreading not the gospel, but uh, she basically said. Keep your day job. Um, no, entrepreneurs should keep their day jobs until you can replace your income with your You don't have to. <clears throat> not even do you not have to. I just don't think that's true. Mm-mm. I think it, it's so draining. Mm-hmm. You spend way too much time working on things that are just zapping every yeah. good thing out of you. <clears throat> and it's not for the good. Yes. It's to service your bills. That's not your job. I Get agree. to the, 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 the mission at hand, which is for you yes. to create what you were meant to birth. And also Focus on trust, that. trust your hustle. Right? Yes. So when I, we, my husband and I decided that I wouldn't apply for another job, mm-hmm. right? So that meant a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One, I need to put some muscle behind the journey and make sure that. So I'm, I'm stocked. I'm a, I have two stockists, a store in Philadelphia and one in Georgetown, mm-hmm. right? I have two other folk that are interested in Richmond. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, so I have a couple other folk interested there. And so I am putting muscle behind those opportunities. I also have a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> maybe you're giving up your full-time job to do something else so you have more space mm-hmm. because we still have to eat, right? Yeah. So I work with a consulting firm um, in Baltimore with a woman um, who actually has a black woman. Um, it's called the Women Entrepreneurs Leadership Lab, mm-hmm. and we come together once a month to help each other with our businesses and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful program. Oh, that's great. So but she also does education work and work with nonprofits, so I, I consult a bit on the side, mm-hmm. and so and I still facilitate every now and again, so I'm using those little bursts of things that I know I'm really good at to mm-hmm. make sure our bills are paid, mm-hmm. but being at home full time has allowed me to see a journey through. Right. So right now is a little in a few months, in a few years, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Right. And that's part of the problem. you can't <clears throat> we talked how you about how you can't get something for nothing. Yeah. That's that's the yes. that's what you're paying. Yes. That 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 is what you are exchanging mm-hmm. for that next level. Yep. You can't just ease into Mm-mm. The next level. And you here's work the thing. For it. If you're working full time, this was my, my situation. I've always been creative. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm teaching from 7 to 7. Mm-hmm. Now I get home. What do I do? I'm exhausted. exhausted. Then I either get up in the morning, go to work, <laughs> in, an, in a school system that does excellent work. But there are some pieces that I just, I, they, they weren't aligning with me. Mm. So not only am I doing a job that is very tiring and requires a lot of energy, I'm also in a space in a district where I don't always feel so aligned mm-hmm. as a person that is a lover that um, does care about youth for real, mm-hmm. right? Who mm-hmm. does care about the community. And so I'm exhausted. I don't yeah. have energy for me. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't have the energy to even do some of the things that I love to do, like painting and sewing. Mm-hmm. So, and how could you create mm-hmm. and bring forth when yep. you have no more energy? Yep, 
to do this. Yeah. So that's great. Um, Yeah. So you've had a lot of amazing moments with Adjourn. And just think, it's only, what is it, nine months in? Yeah, it hasn't even been a year. That's crazy. wild, right? That is is crazy. Mm -hmm. So (coughs) as you think about the next year, like what, because at this point, you got to start like just oh, one yeah. of the wildest dreams that I'm you're dreaming. even scared <clears throat> to mention. Well, one, um, so I've realized um, I had the opportunity to open up a tea bar in Georgetown, mm. and I turned it down. So I would say another thing is to be okay with turning some say no, say no to the things that don't oh, make you feel good. Tell us about that. What happened? Yeah, so <clears throat> the woman who was the GM of the store that stocks my tea in Georgetown, the tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful, beautiful woman. So she's managing a different space, and it's going to be like um, a union kitchen esque type mm-hmm. of space, like mm-hmm. a market. And um, they needed a tea. They wanted she, her, and I have a tight relationship. So she's like, I want you to do this. When I hung up the phone, I felt like I had to throw up. Oh, yeah, like that's not it. I was just like, oh, that's not it. Oh God, like mm-hmm. what? The idea of me driving, I live in Bowie, so the idea of me driving from Bowie to Georgetown every day to make tea Mm -hmm. for people who may not even give a damn about my tea, Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't see that Mm -hmm. as my Mm day-to-day. But, I said to myself, if I don't take this opportunity, then what? Mm -hmm. So, that led me to, to, you know, to have this dream. So, what I do see for myself is becoming a, a vendor for spas, for hotels, for um, corporate wellness is a big thing nowadays. I want big businesses to, to stock my tea. Mm-hmm. I also want to be able to create and curate spaces, not necessarily have a tea shop, mm-hmm. but have a space where I can invite people in for workshops and seminars and tea parties. Um, and so that's a big dream of mine now. Mm-hmm. And then also spaces for... So the thing about <clears throat> mess hall that was cool was it was it was a nice space. You mm-hmm. had access to a huge uh, kitchen, to storage, um, to resources, to vendors. But who I can't eight hundred a month. Mm. I mean, it Kickstarter helped me get started there, but it was really like it was impacting my business to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And wow. so I would love to be in a space where I can help young entrepreneurs who are. I don't want to be the coach. Mm-hmm. We have Bola. We oh. have Mac. <laughs> we have people that can do the coaching. Mm-hmm. I just want to have space where people can come to do that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you're not breaking your, you, you're not breaking your bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you need to be able to put your resources elsewhere. So those are my big dreams. Mm-hmm. But I see building out some type of, you know, manufacturing situation where oh, I'm wow. able to um have my tea in a, bo- a bunch of different spaces. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a really good space for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, there are lots of buildings and spaces oh, yeah. you could easily yes. take over and convert into something and amazing. And the community and, is different. Yeah. Like, D.C., mm-hmm. I think the community in D.C. really rests on your connections. If you don't know, then it's hard for you to get in. Gotcha. Um, and then also being able to maintain whatever you so mess hall was cool to begin with they helped me connect to a lot of different people but i could not keep that 800 because that was taken that was coming off the top of my money Mm -hmm. but i did find commercial kitchens where i can pay two or three hundred a month Mm -hmm. and then i reached out to a couple people that was like look i just want to come in one afternoon on a sunday 
can I pay you $100 to do that? Because I can sit and blend tea for two hours and have tea, a lot of tea. Mm -hmm. I don't need to have a full contract. Mm -hmm. So really reaching out to people and telling people what I need to see for it. Mm -hmm. Does Bowie have, because I know Montgomery County has some um, kitchen spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some people, yeah. So you have folks that um, you're working with. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, just, Mm -hmm. just saying what you need. And so my big dream is to... <sighs> to to connect, like I I, th- I did a, a big event a couple weeks ago at a technology company down in Georgetown, and um, they pay off the top. Oh, yeah, you, they, <laughs> it was a market, <laughs> but they pay off the top. They buy everything, gotcha. and then all you do is come set it up, and then they're the people that work there take it. Well, that's what Google does. That's what Amazon. I mean, these big businesses are are doing that for their employees. So that's a good point. You could even that. sell on Amazon. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have yeah, mul- yeah. multiple places. Mm-hmm. Right now, I choose to just do it via my website because mm-hmm. Amazon does take some off the top. Okay, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sell through my own website. But, mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, Thank you. I think you're such an inspiration in so many ways. Um, Thank you. Number one, um, part of the reason I was telling Mac um, that the Kobe death hit so hard. Oh. I mean, it's just so much. There's so many reasons. <laughs> but for me, as a mom, married, mm-hmm. so you have two parts of you mm-hmm. that are all of a sudden just gone. Oh, gosh. I can't even. It's devastating. I can't fathom <clears throat> that. And, and suddenly. I, and suddenly. So yes. for me, like when that happened, it just hit me to the point where I couldn't even wrap my mind around it. It was exhausting to mm-hmm. even try to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that was the extreme, but I was telling him what I um, what I took away. So for the memorial, you know, mm-hmm. um, Vanessa mm-hmm. gave a speech mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh my God, it's so good. So I listened to it and, and what I took away from it wasn't even what she said, which, you know, it was beautiful and it was a great way to honor her husband and daughter. But what I took away from it was just strength personified. Oh, yeah. I was just like, Oh, because, you know, sometimes it's hard for you to imagine what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. Same as it's hard to see us being the Beyonce's. You also Mm -hmm. don't even know how you how to come out of grief Mm -hmm. if the um, impossible or, you know, whatever were to happen. You have Mm -hmm. no idea how you're going to get out of bed. And for me, honestly, I was like, I have no like if Vanessa can get up. Mm-hmm. In front of all that crowd and remain mm-hmm. composed and inspire, there's no reason why I'm not going to be chasing my business. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can do whatever. Yep. Because there are two opposite sides of, you know, there's one where there's success and everything, and then people can come out yeah. of the most devastating Absolutely. situation and still remain on their feet. Absolutely. And I think you're an amazing testament Thank of you. that, too. Thank you. I mean, it's just beautiful to see that. Because I can't imagine it was, yeah. not having... Let me tell you, my backup <coughs> plan, I tell Mac all the time, is <laughs> Julius and Eunice and my parents... If, if everything else goes to shit, we moving on. Yes, home. yes. And, but to yes. not even have that yeah. as an option, talk less of being able to call your mom. Oh, god, The wisdom, all of that. Like, you don't, I mean, that and is. And I should say, like, my mom was my homegirl. So wow. she wasn't just my mother. Like, she was my homegirl. But I think what, what I took from her and from my father and from the whole situation was that, like, I'm here. Mm. It's been six years. Wow. It's been six years. And you don't I am thriving. Still, actually, last Friday was six years wow. since my mother passed. I'm still here. 
Wow. And so each time I go back through my years, and you know, around New Year's, I'm like, okay, what did I accomplish? What didn't I accomplish? How how do I feel? Mm-hmm. Um, who am I? I realize how, like, I can make it. You can make it. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. like, y'all can do this. You can do it. You just have to start. So part of the reason why I'm less afraid of death is because I'm always, because I think a lot of us, death is like that thing that we don't want to th- think nope. about. We don't want to deal with it. No, but I think it's important to to have that, to constantly think about it because you got to remind yourself how precious time is and yes. how little time you've got. Mm-hmm. So you might as well go about your yep. business, yep. you know, what you were called to do. But when my friend passed away like five years ago, she had three kids, mm. um, all under the age of five. Oh, my gosh. I think it was like oh. five, four, three. Oh. And when we talk about, you know, you talk about having amazing women in your lives Mm -hmm. she is one that everybody like she's that person for them Mm -hmm. you know like she Mm -hmm. so for me it was just like there's certain people that you're just like no you're supposed to be here you're supposed to be rocking with all these like this community that you've created but at the same you've created this massive community but at the same time you could be so connected and so giving on an individual basis Um, but I say all that to say when she passed away, I mean, the thing that I just kept thinking is these children, how will they, number one, you are never going to know how amazing, you know, your Your mom was. was. Mm -hmm. I mean, as great as your life will be and everything, but just to understand just how amazing, like beauty personified, you would never truly have a good understanding of that. I absolutely empathize with that. And here's the thing, what I realized was that, like, my mother is one of my mothers. Mm. My girlfriends are also my mothers. Mm. You are my mother. Mm. Like we mother each other in yeah. just how we care, how do we how we show love. That's why it's important to cultivate a yeah. space, a strong space of people to support you. Mm-hmm. But we mother each other. Yeah. And and also I have everything I need. Yeah. And but 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 yeah, that's what I took away though, is mm-hmm. to look at those children yeah. and I'm like They got it. They're good. Kids, kids so if are anything resilient. happens to me, yeah. I mean, God forbid, but I'm like, they'd be all right. They're good. They're good. This is so funny. So um, I was a fifth grade teacher when my mother passed. And my my kids went through the whole process with me. Mm. My mother lives in Richmond, so I was driving down every Friday to Monday, you know, taking, because she didn't, she was like, my mother also was like a spitfire. She's like, Mm. I'm not coming up there. Mm. And so... It was it was a lot, and I would come back and wonder, like, how are my kids going to, my students going to engage with me? Like, what is this going to be? And then I just decided to tell them what was going on. We mm-hmm. had a very open, transparent, honest conversation about um, what I'm going through and the fact that adults do go through things. Mm-hmm. This is... This is something that we have to deal with. And um, my kids, they stood up. I mean, they they got, they. I didn't have to worry about cleaning the classroom. Wow. I didn't have to fuss about homework. I didn't have to fuss about assignments. They went, they took care of themselves. Kids, children are resilient. You are resilient. Mm. Um, and in that, when I got back after my mother finally did transition from hospice, I had a letter on my desk and there was a little girl, super quiet. I'll never forget her. Um, in my class who had lost her mother to MS when she was like kindergarten or first grade. Um, and she wrote me this two-page letter um, just consoling me. How old? She Whoa. was 10. Wow. And just make like telling me that I'm going to be okay. And wow. I was just like, you know what? I am. I'm okay. Wow. This is not going to be easy. No. But I know that I'm. I, this little girl was six. I remember when her mom passed away. I didn't wow. make the connection. 
Um, but she was six, mm. you know, and um, she's here. Yeah. And I'm And here. to learn that lesson so young for her, though. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. And, that's actually, and to share it. To share, yeah. But that, that's why it's important for, for us as adults to communicate, mm. to be transparent. When we talk about authenticity, like... I had to. I am this way with children too. Mm-hmm. I need to be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, just at that moment, I just I didn't have the energy to fake. That was also around the time I met my now husband, mm-hmm. and I remember telling him, it "Was like, look, my mama is sick, so mm-hmm. either you give with it or you got to go." Mm-hmm. And um, and he he's not phased by me at all. He's like, "Whatever, I'm I'm here. I got this." Wow. Um, and so between him and this little girl and my students, like those were lessons in. You, you can do it. Wow. You have. That's amazing. Yeah. So having that, I mean, there's no reason why anyone should no. let fears stand no. in their way. Do it anyway. Some days today. Do it nervous. It yeah. You stutter in the microphone. Do it anyway. I mean. You know, you make a mistake. Someone doesn't like your product. Okay, make it better. Yeah. you still here. Yeah. you still breathing. Mm-hmm. You wow. think everyone loves Beyonce? Well, I do. I mean, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> who who uh, could not love? Well, I know. Uh, what's that dude? Uh, the, the Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, Kid Rock don't love Beyonce. He's a hater. Apparently not. Who is he? And, and she still is a billionaire with a billionaire <laughs> husband, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't thriving matter. out in these streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, honestly, you've definitely blessed me. You've let y'all. I this think has been beautiful. I mean, yes. Awesome. How divine, right? I don't know if we you talked about how we met. Like we just met. We Wednesday. really just yeah, met. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just she, telling Meg. I was like, was you know what? I'm huge into energy. Me too. Yes. Me so too. So if I feel the energy, like my word for this year, like we pick words every year, is obedience. Mm. So if there's something about someone or mm. something about an opportunity, whatever it is, Mine and is you know energy. you, yeah, trust in my energy. Trust mm. it. Trust that, like, and that's if it exa- feels good, do it's it. good. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. It's your soul is never going to steer you astray. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like it's your mind that's Yes. <laughs> like, your yes, mind your, will. Your mind will. <laughs> but if you are able to tap into that space where you start to listen to that more and more, it'll yep. guide you into places you couldn't even dream of. Yep. And I think this is another amazing Imagine the two people that I literally talk on I, I could show you the um, Instagram <laughs> that I sent to <laughs> Renee and um, yeah and um, um, uh, Christine the Afro minimalist yeah which probably but I like I lit- so just a thing I'm like one whatever connection away from that but yes. the point is and we all you are. just never know you never know how did I didn't know I was going to meet you on Wednesday I went there for my consulting work mm. I didn't even know what I was doing there I didn't know what they were talking about she, yeah, I know what <laughs> We were all sitting there like, what? Where are we? I was on my phone the whole time. Like, you know what? We better. Um, but I went. Yeah. Because you never because know it was a divine purpose. And I met Drina. Yeah. the ex- executive director of the Maryland Black, Black Chamber of Commerce. Like, what? Yes. Yes. That's actually how we, I mean, how we've been connected with her and how we ended up at the nonprofit village, which is where our office is now, mm. is through Drina. Just mm. a random connection. I mean, it's. Random. Energy, paying attention to your soul is, mm-hmm. I mean, that if you're looking for, what is it, the um, the roadmap, mm-hmm. is it? Yep, that's it. Just pay that's, attention? And yeah, and, and, and do. it's funny when, when people talk about, well, what's your plan? What's your plan? Uh, to, to follow my energy. Yeah, that's it. To trust, make connections with people, 
Um, and then the people connections that work, I follow. Mm-hmm. If they don't, bye. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. Yes. Wow. Well, I love it. So Me too. Thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for having Honey, me. This was amazing. This I was hope super you enjoyed dope. it. But you've definitely you. blessed it in, in so many ways. And I think our limited um, listeners are going to be <laughs> blessed. But I think. I love all of y'all. Oh, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember to subscribe, like, share, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> other people say um, <laughs> but this has been amazing thank you so much and um, Mac you want to take us out we want to remind you all to live your life like it's a fucking vacation yes and that's it yes yes you ain't got no time for the present. well thank you <laughs> <laughs>